Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. You tired? I'm good. You're not tired. I'm a little tired. A little tired. You preached three sermons three in sermons? a row. I, boom, man, boom, boom. I don't know how you do it every week. Well, you, you mean, your, your, your sermons were... Like thirty minutes long or short. Thirty-two. They're like it was like sermonette. It was like what it is. I mean, it was like uh, yeah. Listen, when you're done saying what you got to say, and you say it so succinctly and perfectly, you don't have to add more. No, I feel like you it's don't more... have to add the fluff. I mean, you of all people mm-hmm. with your booklets yeah. ought to know. Yeah. That you just say what you need to say and move on. You're saying size doesn't matter. I get it. I understand. I understand what your, your point is. The size of the sermon is not important. Yeah, um, I mean, but, but when it comes to books, though, you should be able to add more. But not, not, that's neither here nor there. Listen, your, your, your sermons were cute. So, you know, I think that... <laughs> no, I mean, that's a compliment. Like, your sermons were, you know... Were they as cute as Baby Yoda? Oh, jeez. Oh, oh You caused a little bit of a stir. Okay, well, first of all, let me say this. First of all, sermon was great today. Everybody should check it out. It's part of our Advent series. Um, Jimmy talked about the nearness of God, how the nearness of God, hey, that's for our good. If we're reconciled to him, if we're not reconciled to God, the nearness of God is not so great. Anyways, really good sermon. It was awesome. And I hope you guys will check it out. You can go to RedeemerFellowship.org to listen to that. And yeah, I triggered a bunch of nerds. Um, Well, you don't know. Come on now. Don't don't do name calling. That's not name calling. Nerd is not a name calling. Oh, really? Now, for some people, it's a term Pe- of endearment. People who are into Star Wars are, by definition, nerds. Well, how that's is that by are. definition? If you're nerd. into comics, you are a nerd. That's okay. That's, that's the same so, thing. So, you, but you, hold on though. You said I triggered some nerds. So that I mean, you're still you're a nerd. You're I'm into cigars. <gasps> that's not a nerd thing. Yes, it is. No, if you're, you're saying if you're into something, not, you're, not, not anything. No, nerd. No, no. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You're into cigars. Yeah. Uh, into weapons. Mm-hmm. Into knives. Into journals. Into pencils. All right. So. Nerd. Here's what here's what happened. Here's mm. what happened. Uh, I was thinking. I was I was considering watching The Mandalorian, which I still have not seen. Okay. I, I want to watch it. So uh, I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. When I was a little kid, you know, I liked the first Star Wars. Um, I liked you know, the second Star Wars movie, The Empire Strikes Back. But then once uh, once uh, the Return of the Jedi dropped and those stupid Ewoks showed up, I, even as a kid, I was like. This is terrible. I hate this stuff. Like the cute Ewoks little, turned the you off. Ewoks annoyed me so much. I wrote that movie. I hated that movie. I like I don't want. I don't I want cute little toys in my in, in my movies. I, that's not what I was about. So how old were you? Uh, I don't know, kid. I don't remember how old I was when those movies came out. I, I don't know, but. So uh, I was thinking about watching Mandalorian because Boba Fett, like that whole bounty hunter yep, thing, yep, the whole idea, yeah. And I, but I was slow too because they're like thirty minutes long. I'm like, oh my gosh, they can't even put together an hour long show. Whatever. All right, so, fine. so Joe likes and, to wait till he can bank them. Okay, so I like to bank them, but also, uh, but I was thinking about, it. I was hearing good things, and then Baby Yoda. Everybody's talking well, about. Hold Baby on, Joe. Let's Yoda. slow down here. Technically, it's not Baby Yoda. Okay, that's what all the nerds say. No, I'm just saying. Yeah. Look at the timeline. Okay, of you know it. who calls it Baby Yoda? Everybody calls John it. Favreau, the director of The Mandalorian. Everybody calls it Baby Yoda. I know it's not it's Baby not Yoda. It's not Baby Yoda. Okay, it's I know, but that's what it's called. Okay, I know, culture. I'm just saying, but technically it's not. Here's the thing. Okay, so I, I said on Twitter, I said, hey, I was thinking about watching The Mandalorian until Baby Yoda. I'm out. That is it. Like, I wasn't saying it was bad. I was mm-hmm. just saying, for me, I'm out. So it wasn't a hot take, everybody. It wasn't a hot take. It was, if mm. anything, it's a hot take on me. 
I'm mm. not going to watch it because stupid Baby Yoda. I'm not mm. going to watch it. So I wrote it off. You didn't like the tone of Baby Yoda? I didn't like the look of Baby Yoda. The, the cuteness of it's, it's not my thing. Don't like it. Don't want it. Little like, nice marketing. We're not. I'm not into your toy. I don't want to watch it. So I'm out, and everybody mm. freaked out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like you blowing up Twitter. Now, did, did you get ratioed? No, not even close. No, I By just way, learned what that meant somebody, yesterday. Somebody <laughs> said, "Oh, you almost got ratioed." I go, "No, I, it's not. No, to be ratioed means you're going to have a ton more comments than likes or retweets, um, and I have a lot more uh, likes than I do comments. Though I do have a lot of comments. So if you have like, if you have like ten likes and seventy comments, you've been ratioed." But is why is that a bad thing? I, I just learned means, what this. I just learned like, about this. It means people don't like what you're saying, and they're taking you to task. They're lighting you up. Okay, yeah. so the ratio is off. Yes, exactly. Gotcha. I just put two and two together mm-hmm. there. So, Joe, what are we going to talk about today? Uh, we're going to talk- actually hold on before we get there. We yeah. had newcomers lunch. How was that? I did not go. We have newcomers lunch. It was really good. I coughed through the whole thing all over everybody's food because I'm That's sick for the you do. fifth week in a row. Man, you are um, all right. Is it because of your age? It's because I cut that beard, man. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. You lost your strength. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So you uh, always talked every year about only weak men get sick that's during not true. the. That's <gasps> not true. Yes, you I get do. sick. I get a cold every year. No, you. Yeah, that, I do. First of all, that's not true. You yeah, don't get. You yeah, don't get a cold. I get a cold. Yeah. I'm just saying you have always historically. Mm-hmm. You can go back, listen to it again. Go ahead. Yeah, I go challenge ahead. you because you're lying. Right no, now. I'm not you're lying. lying. You ever yeah. said okay, well, weak men, or you'd say, oh, I'm sick. Uh, this would kill every other man. Oh, I said that, yeah. Yeah, see? Yeah, so my afflictions are definitely more significant than yeah, everyone else's so. afflictions. Oh, yes. is that so what that's this a, is I going say on. that every year, yes. Yes. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> so, you, so this is the fifth time now. Fifth time you've gotten sick. Uh, no, I've just, I've been nonstop sick. Yeah. So fifth time. You just got done saying this is the fifth time this year. You've been no, sick. No, I didn't say it. It's the fifth, said it's the fifth week I've been sick. I'm not even listening to what I'm saying. Okay, nobody cares. We're going to talk about uh, religious worship and the Sabbath day out of the 1689. We're in chapter 22. This week we are on paragraph six. Jimmy, do you want to read it? Sure. Neither prayer nor any other... Ob- all right, I'm going to start it again. All right, dude, I've been reading all day. I've been reading all day. Here we go. Neither prayer nor any other part of religious worship is now under the gospel tied unto or made more acceptable by any place in which it is performed or towards which it is directed. But God is to be worshipped everywhere in spirit and in truth, as in private families daily and in secret, each one by himself, so more solemnly in the public assemblies, which are not carelessly nor willfully to be neglected or forsaken when God by his word or providence calls thereunto. Good stuff. All right. And I think next week we'll probably wrap up chapter 22 with paragraphs seven and eight. If we mm. can put them together, we'll see. Oh, <coughs> there it is. There's my there cough. There it is. Do you want me to get you water? No, I got a, I have a Diet Coke right Oh, okay. Here. Good, good, good. Just want to make sure you're okay. All right. So first, uh, you know, in this paragraph, we, we, we begin to talk about the where of worship, right? Mm-hmm. Where it says, uh, neither prayer nor any part of religious worship is now under the gospel tied unto or made more acceptable by... Any place in which it is performed or towards which it is directed. In other words, it don't matter where you worship, hmm. right? And now we could be in a warehouse, you could be in a church, you could be yeah. in home church. There's a there is a church proper in, home church. There's a church in Aurora called Warehouse Church. Oh, and in so fact, where does it meet? It used to meet in a warehouse. Oh, that's why they call it a warehouse. It was also the heavy metal church. So back in like the the, the late eighties and nineties, they, they, their worship music was all heavy metal stuff. Oh, so Joe was definitely a part of it. I know the pastor, but no, I actually didn't go there. Um, it's like you know, reformed theology. Anyways, mm. um, 
So that's the point, right? Last week we focused on the what of worship, right? So those essential elements yep. Yep. of corporate worship, word, ordinances, and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this section, we're dealing with the, the the where of worship. Now, in the Old Testament, the reason this is being brought up to some degree is because under the Old Covenant, there was a where when it came to worship, right? Yeah, in the Old Testament, you saw uh, at first like the tabernacle where they right. would where they uh, would erect and deconstruct, and when they would be moving through the wilderness, the people of God would always build this tabernacle, uh, and that is where they were to worship God, where God uh, presided and was in their midst, and then later uh, in the temple. Right, exactly. So the the location was very significant mm-hmm. under the old covenant, but in the new covenant, um, it is not. And in fact, that really gets us to this this next issue, right? The where of worship doesn't matter, but the heart of worship that is very. And of course, that mattered in the old covenant as well. But more specifically, um, and it's it's alluding to John, the, John's gospel here when okay. it says, "But God is to be worshipped everywhere in spirit and in truth." Yeah, John four twenty one. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. And so it, there's definitely... Yeah, you will worship, but you will worship him. I didn't, we don't have the whole verse, but you will worship him uh, in spirit, spirit and, and in, in truth. truth right. right. And so when we're talking about worshiping in spirit, Joe, I mean, I think it's, I think it's important for us to define that mm-hmm. uh, because some uh, traditions, some denominations will read something like that and it, it has certain other connotations to it. Talk about the ghost. Talk about the ghost. Talk about the ghost. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the one thing I like about uh, Pentecostal and charismatic uh, people is they get to talk about the ghost. And all oh, we get to talk about is spirit. Like they've, they've taken the, the Holy hmm. Ghost language mm-hmm. and they, they, they've, they've kept it from me. I don't get to talk about the Holy Ghost. They monopolize the ghost. They monopolize the ghost and like in, just the word ghost. Yeah, I like the you word like ghost. You like the word ghost because like you are ghost. a ghost hunter. You I'm do not a ghost watch, hunter. You watch the ghost hunter I do not. Shows. I've never you watched Sasquatch? Ghost Hunter. Okay, uh, Sasquatch, yes. Well, I've, I've watched okay. it. <laughs> I've never been into the ghost stuff. Mm. But so here's the thing. Um, to worship in spirit. There's now there's debate like different commentators and scholars will will, will parse this out a little bit differently but um, I believe with a lot of the scholars that um, to worship in spirit is not necessarily to worship in the Holy Spirit but it simply means to worship um, spiritually to worship uh, from the heart it mm-hmm. means that you are uh, authentic that you are it's coming from faith that you are. I think uh, there's an active participation in it, right? Mm-hmm, it's not yep. just kind of going through the motions. It's right. not just passively sitting back, spectating right. as to what's going on. And so when we're talking about worshiping in spirit, I think as Joe's talking about there, uh, that means that we're fully engaged in what is going on mm-hmm. in our midst. Yeah. So it, it's, 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 there's a word I'm looking for that I cannot, uh, I know that's why I jumped yeah, in. Yeah. Authentic, but it's not that, but yeah, it is, um, it is, Coming from uh, the heart, heartfelt, heartfelt. No, whatever. The point is, is I I've never you, heard you talk about the heart so much. That's why I think it's awkward for you. Know, it. And the heart is, uh, you, you know, where the heart like, is, right? Yeah, in your belly. What? I don't know. I didn't pass biology. So the, uh, so yeah, that, I think that's the thing. Not necessarily by means of the Holy Spirit, though. That is a truth, yeah. right? We are, we do worship God through the Holy Spirit, but here it's more talking about condition of the heart, worshiping. Fully engaged. Authentically. 
authentically <laughs> I, I can't think of the word i want yeah um so authentically sounds good internally authentically i, I think that sincerely that's the word i'm looking oh, for sincerely there you go that's the right it's word sincere worship right and so uh yeah, that it, was a better word yeah right sincere it's not my word that's why uh, no i know that's why it's so great so uh so then to worship in truth then Ooh. so sincerely but also properly in truth according to the truth of god according to the will of god the mm-hmm. ways of god um and this gets us back to the regulative principle. Worship. Yeah. So we worship God sincerely, but we also worship God formally, properly, yeah. appropriately. There, there's an order, right? There's an mm-hmm. orderliness to it, right? We just don't kind of go about it. We don't just throw in elements that are, are non-essential or shouldn't be a part of the worship service, neglecting the essential elements of worship. Right, exactly, exactly. So so the where of worship doesn't matter. The heart of worship, really, in this sense, is is the heart, right? It is that like God obviously wants us to worship him in a particular way, even if he no longer requires us to worship him in a particular place. But there is still a way in which he wants us to worship him. And even if you get all of those elements right, if your heart is not in it, it still ain't going to work. He wants your heart. But that doesn't mean though, I don't think we're saying though, if your heart's not in it, if you're having a bad day or had a bad week or you're struggling, that doesn't mean neglecting entering into the assembly. You know, Jimmy, I was going to go to church today. Uh Uh-huh. My, my heart wasn't right. Oh, is so it because I, it was? I just stayed home. It, it, I just stayed home. <laughs> I thought maybe you realized I was preaching and you said, ah, I'm going to skip out. Yeah, no, it wasn't, it wasn't that. It was, you know, it's a, it, people say that. People and say we, that all we, the time. We, and most of us have felt that in one way or another, right? Like, oh. uh, I'm not, I don't want to go because I'll just be a hypocrite. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not into it. I would just be lying if I sang the songs. Like, you know, if I just stood here with my coffee in my left hand and my right hand just kind of drumming on the seat in front of me, I'm not really. Yeah. Into this. So it's like people want to to toss out the whole discipline. When and we've talked about this before, and and the confession actually talks about this in this last section of paragraph six, mm-hmm. that you cannot willfully neglect the worship of God. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can be providentially hindered, of course, yeah, yeah, of from course, doing so. And that you can be sick or something. But you can be traveling where there's yeah. nowhere to go. But if you are not hindered, uh, then you really, what reason could you give for not worshiping? Now, the, the common one like you're talking about is like, oh, I'm not feeling it. I'm not today. feeling it. So I'm just saying like, when we're talking about worshiping in spirit and in truth, and we're saying be sincere uh, and not just go through the motions, we're not trying to give you license yep. uh, and an excuse not to show up on Sunday. And here's you the thing. still show up. You, you, this, is why the, this is why the thinking is dumb, right? This is why you're oh. dumb. No, uh, no, 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 no. The thinking yeah. is dumb. Yeah. The thinking yeah, this is dumb. Why, this is why all of you guys are dummies. No, 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 no. The th- your thinking is dumb. You are total dummies when you say, I'm not going to church today, Sunday, because my heart's not in it. Uh, it's because the one place where you are likely to experience heart change mm. is with the gathered uh, church. Yep under word and sacrament, right? It's when all the means of grace come together. Yeah. That's where it's likely to happen. You're neglecting the means of grace that yeah. ties everything. In the most concentrated and powerful form. Yeah. And I have been that dummy. We have all been that dummy. We're like, I'm just not into it. You know? That's fine. But we are the fool when we do that because we, we're, we're robbing ourselves of the opportunity to experience revival. Mm. Man, it just drives me crazy. But we all do it. Yeah. So Joe, when we're talking about the kinds of worship, mm-hmm. uh, what does the 1689 talk about? Yeah, well, it says right there, right? Let me uh, let me move this thing. Um, so, as in private families daily, 
right? Private worship or f- family worship. So let's, let, let's start there. Let's start at families worship, right? What does that look like for you guys? I know it's a struggle for me and my family, and I've heard you've perfected it. And so I'd <laughs> yeah. love to hear how you were doing oh, it because I need to learn. I can tell you, we perfected family worship when we had two kids for about a six month period of time. <laughs> <laughs> that six months was Boy, glorious. That was sweet. Boy, Ooh, that was the sweet. The Lord moved mightily. Yeah, we were reading the Jesus Storybook Bible. <laughs> kids were into it. And uh, yeah, so family worship. You know, and it goes it goes by different names, and there are some really good books you can read on on family worship. Um, Thoughts on family worship by I think it's AJ Alexander. There's a yep. bunch of them, um, but family worship is essentially simply bringing the household together to pray and to read the word together. Yeah, that's really what it is. Now you can add you can add like we're going to sing a song, right? Mm-hmm. We've, I've done that in my family before. Um, you can add teaching to that, like if you're going to do some some exposition or some exhortation to your family, you can use resources like Bible study guides and mm-hmm. things like that. So there's all different ways Lots of doing of it. But the, the essential elements are we're going to gather together gather together for prayer and the word. Now, the, Pur- the Puritans were really big on this. And um, and they would uh, say it like this, right? And, and all of my readings of the Puritans, they essentially said, um, keep it simple. Yeah. Keep it short. Right. So even for the Puritans, they, they, they actually gave time frames, right? And, and one of the things I read, about 15 minutes. 15, okay. Yeah. That, those are the Puritans. Man, and we all try like, we're, here comes oh. the next hour yeah. of praise. Yeah. If, you're, if you're making power your kids th- through your your hour of power, uh, <laughs> that you're, you're, man, like you're doing it wrong. Stop yeah. that. Now, um, but we would say this. Uh, they would say like, hey, if you don't have the ability to like openly teach and just exposit the scripture, that's okay. Then just read it. Yeah, because God will, God's spirit God will, will do the use work. That, yes, keep it simple. Um, you don't keep have it simple, to keep it short. I yeah. mean, yeah, great if you can add other elements to, but don't feel like you have to because you're seeing right. on Instagram everyone is doing an IG story of their kids, you know, singing along as they play on the piano and worship together. Man, I, I think like, and we've been we've been hot and cold off and on with family worship for the past eighteen years. We have. Our oldest is 18. And so sometimes it's running smooth. Sometimes it's altogether stopped. It's not happening. Yeah, yeah. And it just depends on the season. Uh, you know, when can I, we get the family together? As the kids are getting older, it's harder to get everybody together yeah. at the same time. So don't beat yourself up over yes. it, but look for opportunities to gather together for prayer and the word. And if you're doing that once a week, praise God. That's Do, do that. If you're doing it twice a week, great. Praise God. Mm-hmm. But however you're doing it, uh, don't make yourself a law and, uh, yes. and a guide to others. Yes. People that tend to get into family worship, people that really tend to get into it, uh, tend to be a little judgy in my experience. Um, I know I've been there, so uh, so I'd be careful. But Yeah, I judge you. Well, you should. I'm easily judged. Yep. So, so there's family worship, and then there, there's other forms of worship in the confession, right? Yeah, private worship. It continues on, and in secret, each one by himself. So oh. when when we're talking about that, we're talking about our, our private devotions, our private study, um, reading God's Word, studying God's Word, praying God's Word. Some people sing God's Word uh, on their own. And I think the same rules apply here, Joe, uh, keeping it simple. Right. Yeah. Going through. Don't don't feel bound to go through uh, a MacArthur or Piper sort of, you know, devotional plan. Uh, Read the word. Spend some time. Meditate on it. Take it with you. Chew on it throughout the rest of the day. 
Yeah, there's like there's there's there's, there's different ways of, of doing it, and everybody's wired a little bit differently. Yeah, some people like they, they need they they're hungry for like uh, deep intense study, yeah. and that's great. Um, but you know what? Sometimes you're probably going to have to push yourself to say, hey, you know what? I'm just going to read. I'm, and I'm, I'm going to read. I'm going to read all of James. It's what yeah. I'm, I'm just going to read James today. I'm just going to read it. I'm going to take it with me throughout the day. So I would say look for different ways. Look for ways to mix it up mm. um, because I find variety helps me. Um, after I've been praying uh, in a particular way for a period of time, um, I will I will feel myself begin to you almost know, become like feel sale. It feels yeah. I just you know, and that's not the prayer's fault. That's my human frailty. And so I'll mix it up a little bit. Maybe I'll start writing things out, or I'll yeah. use the the Valley of Vision. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, the main thing is with private worship is is you are praying and reading the word. You are yeah. meditating on the word prayerfully. Those two things come together in private worship. And uh, and so everything else is just different ways of doing prayer and word. And I think let's, in our social media age, let's talk about keeping it private. And I think we all kind of come into this, you know, we all fall into the temptation of, I need to Instagram this. I need to have my coffee, my Bible, my pen. And then I take a shot from above on some wooden table. And I got to just show everyone what a great, sweet time. Now, one, I know you're excited about it. And that's fantastic. It's good to be excited. It's good to get. uh, But I think sometimes, though, there's that some people, and I've tended to go this way from time to time, that motivation of like, look at how spiritual I am. Yeah. The, the, the act of private worship is between you and God. Uh, now, I'm not saying don't share what God is doing uh, in you or speaking to you or doing through you. Uh, but let's I need to remember to let, focus on this is my time with him. Yeah. And check your heart. That's the main thing, right? Yeah. Like if I, I know there's this one guy, I think his name is Stephen Brunner. Um, he always. Takes oh, a, yeah. He's great. He takes a picture of of stuff on a table. It's always his stuff, yep. desk, whatever. And it's usually like Bible, pen, coffee, yep. something like that. Yeah. And now here's the thing. He's got great penmanship. I know the only reason he's doing this is to show how beautiful this looks. Yep. It's like, this is cool. And so I know a lot of people will take a picture of their Bible and their coffee because they're excited and it's great. And they're not trying to brag or not trying to say anything. Mm-hmm. But then there are other people who are. You just need to know yourself. Ask yourself, why am I doing this? If you can't answer that question, you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. And if you answer it very quickly without thought, give it some time. Because, uh, yeah, you don't, you, don't, you don't want to practice your righteousness before men. So like Jimmy said, I agree. This doesn't mean you can't take the picture or share it. It just means you need to check yourself, watch yourself. And you, you don't have to share everything. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some, let, 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 let some things be private. Let some things just be between you and God. Yeah, yeah great. That'd be nice. And, it's, here, and here's the thing. In the secret, in the quiet place, in the stillness, you are there. He is there in the quiet hour. At least that's how I do my devotion. In the quiet hour, I wait only for him. Are you reading the lyrics? Because I want to know him more. Are you reading this? Yeah, I brought up the lyrics. I couldn't remember. <laughs> I didn't know Sonic Flood wrote that. Did they write that? Oh, wow. Uh, sure. That. Songwriters Bob Newworth, John Cale. All right. Anywho. All right, so that's a joke. What else? The 1689 continues to talk about corporate worship so more solemnly in the public assemblies. Yeah. So <clears throat> we've been talking about this. The point being, and, and this is and this is when the confession gets into a don't don't forsake the assembly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Do Carelessly not Carelessly nor willfully. 
you, you you've got to maintain these things. So listen, man. It, like on the one hand, some people are so defensive about this sort of thing. Are you saying if I go to church, like God's going to judge me? No, of course not. Jesus was judged in your place, and mm-hmm. the Lord loves you. And uh, and the, the, if you're going to a healthy church, they're not going to judge you either if you don't come to church on a Sunday. Um, but they will make note of it. Yeah, if they care, they'll notice. Like, especially if you miss more than one, they'll probably know. Like, hey, and then they'll call you. And if if we check up on you because you haven't been to worship, it's not because you're in trouble and we're keeping like a record of your attendance, mm-hmm. like we're at some high school. We're calling because we're concerned that maybe something is going on in your life that's keeping you from it. Yeah, and we know from our own experience, failures uh, included, that when we start to miss out on worship, it's usually a sign that there's an issue that we need to be dealing with. And so people are just checking up. Don't dismiss corporate worship. So yeah. like, what are some good reasons to not show up on a Sunday, Jimmy? Can you think of some good reasons? Well, like legitimate reasons? Yeah. Okay. I think providentially hindered. I mean, I think uh, for... Well, for a season, like I know your parents were providentially hindered from coming. My mom to, was a shut-in. She couldn't yeah, travel. Yeah. She could not, and uh, they desired to, but just were unable to. I think that's a legitimate reason. I think if you're uh, – we've said a couple of these when you're out of town. So when whenever Michelle and I do travel, uh, which doesn't happen as, as often. Uh, we oh, do, really? It yeah. doesn't happen often. Yeah, not much travel going on. Not much Fowler. travel. But uh, uh. I will – You know, we'll try to look and see, okay, if we're there on a Sunday and if there's a church that we could go to, we'll go to it. Yeah, and, and so and those, sometimes we don't have that opportunity. Though. Yeah, and it's not your local assembly. So if you're traveling, like I, if, if our people are gone, I encourage. Hey, man, hey, it's fun to check out other churches. Go yeah, and check yeah, it out, absolutely. But if they don't, I'm not concerned about them. No. Their church is somewhere else. I think if there's an illness, yeah. don't don't be bringing that to the yeah. local assembly. You got a fever, stay home. And if your kid's sniffling, your kid's sick and legitimately sick, not that fake sick, so you could skip out. Right. Um, you know, no. you know what I'm talking talk about. Talk about green, discolored snot yeah, yeah, running yeah. down the Don't nose. Don't take your kid and drop them off at the the nursery or the Sunday school right. or or uh, yeah. children's ministry. You Don't leave, be that parent. No, you leave them at McDonald's Play Place. That's where you go. That's where you, you go. Leave you them drop there. there, then you come to the assembly and go That's pick right. them up. That's right. That's safety first. <laughs> What other? What are some other legitimate reasons? Yeah, there there could be mental health issues. Yeah. There, there, I, I think that the, any significant thing that like is actually making it uh, very, very difficult, if not impossible, for you to come. We call yeah. those providential hindrances because they really are beyond your control. But that's not me. You're like, well, I just can't go because I can't see that person because I'm really offended at them, uh, offended by them, or they've yeah, upset that's me. That's not legit. Well, that, actually, your section now. You're, now you have to go. Right? Yeah. Because you're supposed to make it right with that person. Yeah. Right? So either you need to forgive them, right? Or um, or you need to apologize to them or something. Or I'm, I'm struggling with the worship because it's not doing it the way I want to do it. Yeah. I mean, how many songs? were Six songs every Sunday at Redeemer. How, how am I supposed to bear that six songs? I just want three songs. I only want the first, second, and, and last stanza of the hymn. Mm-hmm. I don't want all of them. I just want three hymns. I want a 25-minute message. And Redeemer, it's like an hour and 20 minutes, hour and 25 minutes. Too much? I can't Too do much it. time. Can't? I just can't do it. Well, listen, if you really can't handle the way worship is done at your church, maybe you need to find another church. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, go there, support, and get be on time, people. Oh, here we go. You just be riled them up. on time. You awoke the beast. Don't be Baby Yoda. Is what I'm what? saying. Wait, what? Be, I don't what is, know. What is, what is, what is baby Yoda. Look at baby. Selfish baby Yoda. Selfish. Oh, geez. Selfish and late and baby pagan. Yoda. Total pagan baby Yoda. <laughs> Doesn't believe in Jesus. <laughs> that unregenerate baby Yoda. Man, be on time. We say this all the time. And here, and here's one of the things we say. <laughs> such a weird transition. Oh, jeez. If you and like we listen, 
I wasn't preaching today, so I was able to be out a lot, you know, in the in the in the foyer and whatnot. And a lot of our people get there late. A, a oh, significant yeah, yeah. portion of our people get there late. So if you're listening to this, I'm not hating on you, okay? Mm, mm. Some of you can't, and, and sometimes things come up. And I don't mm-hmm. know if you're always late, chronically late, or if you're just occasionally late or whatever. But um, so forget it if things are out of, you know, if the baby like, throws up or poops all over and you're trying to get out the door, you're going to be late. That's yeah, I fine, mean, if you've got your kid and you're ready to get out the door and you got the kids for the morning because your wife is serving right. in children's ministry and yet your youngest uh, what the, poops all over themselves, then yeah, it's okay that you're going to be late because you're cleaning him up. Right, or her. Him. I thought you said her. Mm, this is a him. Oh, okay. So um, it's okay if you're late, but but if you can be there on time, let me just give you one reason why. Because it starts with the reading of God's word. You're going to miss that. Mm. If you miss the reading of God's word, that, that might be the passage of scripture that God needs you to hear, wants you to hear, wants to, I mean, it all matters. And so get there early if you can and be there for all of it because every part of that worship service is meant to bless you, is meant to edify you, is mm-hmm. meant to be useful to you in your in your walk with Jesus. So be sure and get there. I like the 1689 when it comes to worship and all that it says because even where we might disagree with it in part, like on the Sabbath issue, where we slightly disagree, and we'll talk about that next week, um, there is so much good. There is there is so much truth in there, and it's always practical. It's n- it's not just disconnected abstract theology. It's always connected to yeah. the life of faith yep. uh, uh, in the believer. So I'm really I'm really grateful for the 1689 and, and how helpful it's been to me. And uh, I'm excited to hear what other people think about this particular paragraph and chapter on social media. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DrDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast. And just by the way, if by, you're on by the, the way, by the by way, the by. by the by, if you're on the email blast, you decide at some point, I don't want to be on the email blast. Right. You go to the bottom of the email and yeah. you hit that unsubscribe button. Right. Yeah. What are you doing? No, go ahead. I'm just I, saying, I, I, we received an email saying, how do I, you know, I don't want to receive this anymore. How do I get off yeah. this? Go down to the bottom. Fresh pod. Every, why are you doing this? What? This is your outro music. This is my outro music? Yeah. Well, I don't want it's to gonna, but hold on. It's going to conflict with our real out music. Oh. No, no, no. You're going yeah, to you're, you're, you're oh, competing. So I, okay. So, All so right. You, so, Jimmy, the, before you start the, because you mm-hmm. do the edit yeah, audio yeah, yeah, editing, yeah. before you start that musical stuff, uh-huh. okay, um, I think it's important for people to know that that Baby Yoda is ruining the Star Wars franchise. <laughs> and 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 if you care about all things that are holy and good, you will boycott the Mandalorian. Oh, stop it! All right, and you will, you will invest in other shows Fresh that don't pod. have cheesy toys Fresh as primary pod. characters. Every Monday and Thursday, blog post on Wednesdays. Stupid Baby Yoda. Later.